Navia became an association only in 2018, which is not long from from where we're at right now. And so um, and so now becoming an, an association had a you know a a, a different type of um, uh, uh, responsibility towards our constituency. And so um, and it was the constituency that said, yes, please, let's form an association. Um, let's make sure that uh, our voice count. In fact, the new vision of Avia says, we are Africa's voice for visitor experiences and attractions. Welcome to the Attraction Pros podcast, where we discuss the latest trends and challenges facing the attractions industry today. We chat with some of the top leaders in the field and provide resources that will help develop your career in this great industry. I am Josh Liebman. I am obsessed with the guest experience and helping attractions make that their top priority for success. And I'm Matt Heller. I am passionate about organizational effectiveness, leadership development, and employee engagement. Now sit upright, hold on tight, and get ready for the Attraction Pros Podcast. Hey, Josh, how are you? Hey, man, I'm doing awesome. How are you? I am fantastic today. I like the upward, what, change in key there, perhaps? There go. Yeah. That actually ties into a question that I have for you. Okay. So you like music. I do like music. Would you ever consider going on a trip or visiting an attraction where music was actually the central reason for visiting that particular location? What a great question. <laughs> <laughs> I think the short answer is yes, definitely. Um, I have traveled for concerts before. Um, I think where you're probably going is visiting maybe something that is that is not seeing a band live, but being able to see the the culture of the music, perhaps that that originated from that area, or perhaps that that connects or ties in with that area. Uh, in the United States, you know, the cities of of Austin and Nashville really come to mind, and uh, they kind of uh, you know sort of brand themselves as being music cities, and people who are who are fans of you know whether it's country music or you know it could be you know any any genre, being able to kind of flock to those areas of, of being able to uh, to kind of embrace the culture and, and learn about it. Well, what's interesting is when I asked the question, I hadn't even thought of concerts. <laughs> that is, I mean, I've made pilgrimages to see yeah. certain music, so that, that could be considered, I guess, an attraction. But you're right. What I was really thinking of was thinking about the kind of the cultural implications and, and how music maybe have, has shaped a region. Um, I probably told you that I've been to the Country Music Hall of Fame in Nashville, and while I'm not really a country music fan, it really gave me a deeper appreciation for the style and the artists uh, that make up that music. And so the reason I'm asking that is because our guest today really talks a lot about music as an attraction in Africa. Yeah, I, so fascinating. So we get to talk to Mpume Mabuza. She is the CEO of the Downtown Music Hub in Johannesburg. So she gets to tell us all about what that experience is like. And, and she makes references to Nashville and, and Austin, and, and we're able to kind of maybe sort of get it get a little flavor of what Johannesburg is like and everything that that she's doing at the Downtown Music Hub to really embrace that culture of music. 
she also is the president and chair of AVIA, the African Association of Visitor Experiences and Attractions. So we get to learn all about Johannesburg and the Downtown Music Hub, but then really zooming out and looking at Africa's uh, attractions landscape and as far as what the industry looks like there, what it looks like right now, what the association has done and is doing to bring all these visitor attractions together, what it looks like in the future. And we even talk about the definition of an attraction. Absolutely, because I think she very um, correctly points out that there's probably people who do things that are under the tourism umbrella that may not think of themselves in a, as an attraction. Um, you know, even here in the United States, there's probably a museum or an aquarium. You say, we're not an attraction, right? We are, we're a museum, we're a cultural institution or something. And, you know, just by the definition that, that they share, you know, it's either something man-made or it's natural and it could be paid, it could be free, but it's for the enjoyment and education of the, of the public. And, you know, just looking at it through that lens, so many things can be considered an attraction. And what I think is really fascinating is to hear her talk about how she's working to bring all those attractions together um, and some of the barriers that are, uh, you know, either have been imposed or, or currently still in place that really make that a challenge. For example, in Africa, you know, it's made up of a number of different countries, not states like here in the, in the U.S. So traveling from North Dakota to South Dakota is very, very easy, but from country to country in, in, uh, in Africa, not so easy. She even uh, shares a story about how I think it used to be where you'd have to actually leave the country, leave South Africa to go to another country within uh, the continent of, of Africa. Um, and what a barrier that would be if you're traveling from, you know, your, your home area to an attraction that you want to visit. So um, I think the work that she's doing there is really incredible to try to bring those attractions together and share what, again, we may take for granted. We may take the sharing that we get to do with various attractions and what are you doing for this and what are you doing for that? Sometimes there's there's unforeseen barriers that, that are put up that get in the way of that type of business improvement. Mm -hmm. And she talks about these barriers as being opportunities. So her her passion for the industry just you, I mean you can you can feel it through you know through the interview. It's uh, you know she's she just says so much passion, so much love for visitor attractions and visitor experiences, as well as you know what she does in in her day job at the Downtown Music Hub and and the culture of music. And this was just just such a, a fascinating conversation, and we're really excited to be able to to share this interview with you all. So should we go ahead and jump in? Let's do it. Let's spin that record and uh, go straight to the Downtown Music Hub. <laughs> well, hello, Pume. Thank you so much for joining the Attraction Pros podcast. How are you today? Oh, thank you so much, Matt. I'm fantastic. Um, it's great to be on this uh, podcast show. Thank you. And thank you to you and Josh. Our pleasure. We're so excited to get into this conversation. So first of all, can you give us a little bit of background into what you do and, and even your, your, your connection to the attractions industry? Yeah, thanks. So I am the um, current president and board chairperson of the Visitor Attractions um, and Experiences Association here in Africa. Um, I'm based in Johannesburg. Um, so that role is actually a volunteer role um, that um, I took on a, a few years ago uh, in terms 
terms of serving on the board of Avia um, and just recently have been elected as a chairperson and, and president. But my day job is actually um, being CEO of uh, Downtown Music Hub, um, uh, a really iconic um, music heritage uh, facilities here in, in the heart of Johannesburg. So yeah, I wear two hats. Excellent. Uh, so it sounds like we'll have a lot of ground to cover in this interview of being able to talk about Downtown Music Hub as well as AAVEA as well. Uh, can you tell us maybe a little bit kind of of, of your background on, on your career that led into the roles that you're in today? Great. So um, I have um, a solid um, uh, 25 years plus experience within corporate um, in general. I've moved from different, um, from one industry to the next um, and have been able to acquire and amass quite a lot of um, skills and expertise, um, you know, uh, and this is why I can now be in a, a position where I can lead others and support them so that they can also be empowered to to uh, follow their careers and really become the people that they are, they want to be um, in terms of what the goals they've set for themselves. So, um, but it was really when I became the marketing executive at Ushaka Marine World uh, down in Durban, um, that's where I'm originally from. I was born and bred in Durban. Um, that's where I really got to, to learn and understand better about the, the tourism industry and specifically the visitor attractions um, uh, industry. And while I was also in that role as a full-time uh, marketing executive, I also got the opportunity to serve on the board of the Attractions Africa. Um, uh, it was a conference at that time. That's how Avia started um, and then became an association in, in 2018. So I've been serving, um, at, uh, you know, uh, for over five years now um, on the board or committee of uh, Avia. Um, but also when I was um, in that role as marketing executive at Ushaka Marine World, I also um, was elected as the chairperson of the tourism forum within the Durban Chamber of, um, uh, of Business. Um, you know, the Durban, the chambers normally will have different forums depending on the different sectors and industries that they um, that they serve. So um, I chaired the tourism forum for a good couple of years. So um, yeah, and since then, um, uh, you know, I have moved to Johannesburg um, to then start this role as CEO of Downtown Music Hub. The hub has a rich music heritage um, really unique on the continent of Africa um, and uh, has a museum. And uh, part of my role is to expand that museum so that it really becomes a, um, a an experience that is immersive, transformative, interactive. And that's what uh, excites me, um, uh, uh, you know, in terms of the, the museum specifically. But there's a lot more that we can talk about uh, downtown music hub, um, uh, uh, you know, regarding that. Well, it sounds like the uh, the museum is a really exciting place, and I'd love to start there just for a second. Can you talk us through maybe a little bit of the the visitor experience of the downtown music hub um, uh, museum and 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 guest experience? Yeah. Um. So the museum. Um. It, you know, the intention was always to build it up to a 
um, you know, a bigger museum uh, because the history of South African music is really quite big. Um, and uh, so it's it's sitting in, in its phase one at the moment. My responsibility as the CEO here in the hub is to, is to um, you know, take it to the next level so that it really grows and it moves out of this building into its own standalone building. And we have a truly um, all round visitor experience. Now we are currently working with um, uh, some partners, uh, the Johannesburg Inner City Partnership, you know, which um, makes up um, a lot of the organizations within private sector and public sector, even community organizations within the, the inner city of Joburg. And um, we are putting together this music precinct, which has always been a vision uh, when Downtown Music Hub was founded. Now, Backing, going back a little bit, Downtown Music Hub was founded in 2008 after Galo Records uh, sold these facilities um, to uh, the government at that time. Although we're not owned by government, but um, the foundation uh, came from government and the initiative came from government. And so as a result of that, these facilities um, were quite uh, unique on the continent because no one could record professionally on the continent except here for many, many decades. And so the, that's why the heritage is quite unique. Um, we've had, um, you know, uh, quite a lot of musicians from all around the world recording on the, in these studios. U2, the pop group, Simply Red recorded their live album here. Dolly Parton recorded here. Kirk Franklin, Gregory Abbott, so many, um, even in, you know, from Africa, your Huma Sakelas, your Miriam Makebas, um, uh, Yusondo, many, many more recorded here. Um, and so that's what the heritage um, talks to. It's that, it's that rich heritage that is really unique and um, that I'm excited about to transform this iconic facility into a true visitor experience in terms of music heritage and just inspire people to sing and be happy and maybe discover their hidden talents. By the way that you're describing it, it sounds like uh, it is, you know, it's a place for people to be able to, to learn and be able to connect with, with the music and the music heritage, but also to be able to connect with Johannesburg as well and seeing, you know, the, the role of music in, you know, in Johannesburg in South Africa. Can you talk a little bit about that as well? Wow. Spot on, jo Josh. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, one of our partners um, strategically is Gauteng Tourism. Gauteng is the region that we are in. Um, and they uh, have partnered with us in terms of, you know, training, for example, the music legends so that they become tour um, guides and tell the stories because storytelling is a trend uh, these days. And, um, and they will be telling their stories from an authentic perspective because they've been here you know um and we are also working with with the this tourism organization so that it we create a an all-around experience and con it connects us to other sites uh within johannesburg that also carry part of the history in terms of music you know there's market theater soweto theater um sophia town um it's amazing how much the history of south africa 
Africa, politically speaking, is so aligned with the music um, at any particular stage in the history of South Africa and Southern Africa. You know, it really sounds like you're describing music as the attraction. And one of the things that we've talked about before on the podcast is that music is a is a way to tell the story, as you've been talking about. But music really is the story. Um, so can you talk a little bit about how those worlds are blending, you know, as far as music being the attraction uh, that people want to learn about and you want to share that heritage? Wow, I'm, I'm really excited about this because this is also quite topical right now within the tourism industry about how music, you know, plays a role in tourism and, and truly does. Um, you know, we have, uh, you know, as, as the board at Downtown Music Hub looked at, um, you know, engaging partners, we've been talking to certain partners about um, Johannesburg being a potential music city. You know, we've got music cities around the world, like your Austin, like your um, Austin, Texas, your Nashville, Tennessee. There's quite a lot of uh, cities around the world that, that that are termed music cities. And we believe that Joburg actually has such a rich music history that it could well become um, a music city. And so... Um, us uh, as Downtown Music Hub being here in the heart of Joburg um, has been quite um, interesting because we've um, implemented and rolled out programs such as music in schools where musicians have been allocated to the different schools in the inner city and teaching kids informally just about music, just, um, you know, encouraging their creative skills, etc. And it's the feedback we are receiving has been phenomenal. Um, it has not been easy to put together projects like that. But when you hear the feedback, you realize actually this is so worth it. And so, um, um, you know, music being the attraction is so is 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 the truth um and uh and people are attracted to music from anywhere in the world music is their one universal language um and so it does make sense that it becomes um an attraction just by itself this is so fascinating and, and i'd love to maybe kind of pull back a little bit because I know we we also want to talk about you know your role with the African Association of Visitor Experiences and, and Attractions but I'm also kind of curious even even just more more locally of being able to work with other visitor attractions within the area to ensure that you know people who are coming from out of market uh, uh as far as like what what their visit is like when they come to Johannesburg, you know, they come to the downtown music hub, what other, I, I would say, uh, you know, can you talk a little bit, maybe of sort of the, the landscape of, of tourism and visitor attractions just in the, in the specific region and kind of how downtown music hub really fits in with that, as well as how you're able to work with other organizations as well. Yeah, the, um, the uh, visitor attractions, um, uh, you know, around here is really vast, um, really, yeah, you, you you just museums alone in South Africa. I discovered through the French Institute research that there's 327 museums um, just in South Africa alone. Now, 
That is incredible. That said to me as president and board chairperson of Avia, we have a lot of work to do. We haven't even scratched the surface uh, in terms of just reaching out in this region um, and, and engaging these attractions, especially the professionals behind them. But um, yeah, just um, with regards to music um, and, 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 and other attractions, uh, within uh, our region, we are able through Avia actually to engage um, uh, with one another and, um, you know, to highlight what are some of the opportunities um, that we have to really um, take the visitor experience to the next level. Uh, gone are the days where we where attractions should see themselves as, you know, in a silo. Um, we really have every um, opportunity and reason to work together because there's innovation that comes out of collaboration. Um, you know, uh, we've learned a lot through Avia over the years, through the, the annual conference that we've hosted, um, where case studies such as, um, you know, the big six, um, I think they are the big five now in Cape Town, where attractions, you know, um, a group of them would come together and they will, um, you know, they will make sure that there's one ticket that you buy to visit all of them. And, and then you give the, the visitor an all-round experience. Um, that has been such a shining example. And almost every other region um, in, in South Africa, at least, um, you know, is working towards that kind of collaboration. And what we are saying now with where, with where Avia is, um, is that we want to you know, expand our footprint throughout the rest of Africa because we've seen the success, we've seen the the positive stories in South Africa, we've seen um, the the great foundation that uh, Sabina Lehmann, the founder of Avia, uh, together with her team, have actually laid, um, and we want to extend that footprint and that kind of exciting work um, into Africa. So yeah, that's. Um, there's a lot that we are doing around um, just uh, the growth and development of the attractions industry in this region and in Africa. You know, one of the things I'm curious about, because I was looking at the Avia website, and one of the first things you see is the definition of attraction, right? Um, and I think that's something that probably over here in the States we take for granted. So I'm curious why was that deemed necessary, do you think, to put that on there um, in terms of just what an attraction is? You know, Matt, it's it's still necessary uh, to this day because um, there's quite a lot of attractions actually that we know are attractions, but they don't see themselves as attractions. Um, you know, there'll be a guy with a, um, I don't know, an art gallery um, uh, within their neighborhood and they tell the story of that township or that area and they don't see themselves as an attraction. There's this perception sometimes that attractions are your, your big um, you know, uh, tourism destination, so to speak. Um, you know, like your VNA waterfront, Shaga Marine World, where I, you know, I worked, uh, the Sun City, um, Super Bowl, your Masai Mara National Park, um, you know, all these game reserves and museums and monuments. Um, but actually, um, the truth is that visitor attractions come in, in different sizes and we would love for everyone, irrespective of size, um, irrespective of which area, which sector uh, within their visitor attractions uh, you operate in, 
to feel that the association actually represents you as well. I think it makes perfect sense. And and even, uh, you know, when I tell people outside the industry, they say, oh, what do you do? Sometimes it, it's just easier to say I consult for theme parks versus if I say attractions, then, you know, the, the definition, like Matt said, we, we kind of take it for granted, but it also is is so widely encompassing that, uh, you know, that, that it, it just incorporates so many, so many aspects. I actually have the website pulled up. I'd, I'd love to just read off the definition just, you know, for our audience to be able to, to familiarize. An attraction is a resource, natural or human-made, free to enter or paid for, that is developed and managed to attract local and international visitors for the purposes of entertainment, education, or interest. So kind of really like tying in, you know, all this topic, you sort of gave, you know, some of the, the examples that you gave. I, you know, I, I think, it's inc it's incredibly beneficial for those who, like you said, they might not necessarily consider themselves an attraction. I can even tell you, you know, an example. Several years ago, I, I went to go visit a, a museum to, you know, give them a, a sales pitch, and I said, oh, you know, uh, you know, I, I didn't see you um, at the IAPA Expo, and they said, well, we're not buying a roller coaster, and I'm like, okay, so people people associate the attractions industry largely with maybe amusement parks or theme parks, but being able to to really pull back from that. So I guess here's my question here is, is the definition there for the purpose of your, your members or your audience or constituency within the industry, or can and should that definition also really be stressed to the general public as well? It's actually for both, um, Josh. Um, it's to educate and to actually, um, you know, clarify um, what, a, what really an attraction is. When someone hears, you know, Avia, um, the full name, African Association for Visitor Experiences and Attractions, and they got confused. That definition actually clarifies, you know, who is who in the zoo. Um, uh, so I think that's really, uh, I'm laughing at the zoo thing because it just came off the, that's <laughs> <laughs> an intentional, it's a pun. But um, the idea is to just clarify who exactly um, we are talking about when you say visitor attractions and experiences. So um, we would love for, you know, we have an opportunity right now um, that Avia is now breaking into the African continent and we are excited to work with IAPA on, 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 in, you know, in, in these efforts um, to actually go out there and educate and engage and get to understand um, so that we, we, we form these connections throughout the continent because um, I really believe that there's a place that we we are going that's going to be so exciting. That's going to make a big impact in the world um, simply because African um, African attractions have come together, um, and, you know, and brought together their unique cultural uh, heritages, their unique, um, uh, you know, uh, different experiences. Because the experiences here are really vast. When I think about the different types. Of attractions throughout the continent, um, it's almost intoxicating. It's uh, it's incredible. I've had to do a lot of reading and a lot of um, get, gaining a lot of more, a lot more information since um, I was elected as president. And wow, I am absolutely wowed and and just and am excited um, to just um, meet some of the professionals behind all of these um, very diverse um, attractions. Can you give us a little glimpse into some of those uh, uh, unique attractions or things that maybe surprised you uh, that are out there? 
Yeah, well, I, you know, I've, I've, I've done some traveling, um, you know, ever since I was a child, as I was mentioning, um, my family, we used to have a ritual every December holiday, we will go to the game reserve, not far from our, our home. Uh, that was Hughie Game Reserve, it's one of the big five uh, um, uh, uh, game reserves um, on the southeast of Africa. Uh, uh, that's the Durban uh, coast um, along the Indian Ocean. And so um, so uh, having had that kind of background, um, you know, it gives one an incredible um, insight from a young age to get to understand that the, although at that time I didn't know th this was a visitor attraction, of course, we just knew it, uh, you know, in Isizulu, Iskayui, that is a game reserve. Um, so we knew the animals by name, etc. But we got to know as we grow older that there's actually a lot of these national parks throughout the continent, which is incredible. Um, and 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 in, and that also that these um, types of um, attractions uh, for them, ecotourism is important. Sustainability in terms of tourism is critical. Um, so it's really fascinating just learning about some of the aspects of, 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 of our attractions. And, um, and then you move over to your monuments, your heritage sites, your museums. Um, there's museums um, uh, you know, from all over uh, Africa, um, you know, there's, and, and almost every country has its own museums that that talk about the history of that country. Um, you know, over and above just other museums that uh, tell a different story um, than just a, you know, the journey of the country or, or the nation. Um, the monuments such as um, the African Renaissance Monument, which is in Senegal, um, I've not been there, but I've read a lot about it. I know people who've been there, incredible. Um, just knowing about all of these, um, uh, you know, these stories, these um, experiences. Um, I think the landscape in Africa is pretty wide, um, but there are some common themes, you know, that, that we are finding, you know, everyone wants to move towards immersive experiences. Social media, the digital age that we are in, has taught us the, the importance of creating these unique experiences where people can come back home and tell a story and carry something with them. And the truth is that African attractions many times are very transformative because of the stories and the rich heritage um, that comes out of here. Wow, in incredible. Thank you for, I, I would say, kind of taking us on that tour there of, of just everything that's, I, uh, or just so much of it that's that's available. And then even connecting it with something you said, you know, a, a few minutes ago, you said the, the amount of, you know, museums just in South Africa and then tying it uh, with your work with AAVA, uh, VEA, sorry. Uh, what are maybe some of the the challenges of really bringing all of them together to to be able to uh, I, I would say engage all of them and uh, to to your point from earlier of, of tearing down those silos. Yeah, um, there are some um, uh, challenges that that are definitely there um, that we we constantly need to be working um, on and addressing. One of them, for example, is just um, being able to to connect with um, uh, visitor attractions professionals um, within different 
uh, countries of Africa. Now there's border issues, there's visa issues. Um, you know, it's not as easy to connect with with the entire continent um, simply because of the, the restrictions that exist between the, the different countries. You know, for many, many years, I don't know if you know this, but if you want, if you wanted to to travel from South Africa to Nigeria, you would have to connect somewhere in Europe in Frankfurt before you come to, yep, before you go to um, uh, that African country. Um, that has been, um, you know, historically that has created a lot of uh, barriers uh, to that kind of connection that we want and, and even collaboration. Um, but there is such a, a, you know, a movement and a positive movement right now um, with the, the work that the um, uh, the African Union has done on in East Africa, for example, Kenya, Uganda, Rwanda, those countries. There's a few others. Um, they have lifted some of those restrictions, and they are able to trade freely, and and do business freely, and connect freely. And the visitor experiences and attractions in those regions have almost immediately. Um, you know, been brought to the global stage just like that. And so it, it's such a great symbol and an and example for all of us, the rest of Africa, that we have the same opportunity if we unlock some of these restrictions. So to me, that's really, I think, the biggest one um, in terms of just connecting from one attraction to the next within our continent. Yeah, I would imagine that would really set up some really true barriers, right, in order to bring people together. I think about the way things are here over in the States, and you can go from state to state to state and visit all kinds of different attractions, and there's there's no worry about going over a state line. But to to go over the, the country border in Africa, it sounds like it would be, um, at least in the past in many areas, has been very challenging. But one of the things I'm curious about is you mentioned your work with IAPA and, and kind of the partnership there. So I'm, I'm curious... How has that partnership maybe helped in in bringing some of these attractions together, or how has that um, how has that been working with IAPA, kind of the global um, attractions association, to help the things that are happening on your continent? It has been such an honor, um, believe me, to work with IAPA because um, because of the you know the organization of IAPA in terms of how it's organized and the kind of impact that IAPA has made throughout the globe. Um, we have felt it here in, in Africa as well. Um, for example, um, IAPA participates in the annual conference of Avia. Um, I think for the, as long as I can remember, we've had um, you know uh, speakers um, on specific topics, on thought leadership topics, um, different types of um, you know aspects about about um, whether it's theme parks, entertainment um, centers, zoos, aquariums, you name it. Um, they've really um, assisted us um, in educating us about, um, uh, you know, uh, their experience, uh, their experiences with regards to attractions within their regions. And it almost helps us to then come together and say, given what we are learning 
uh, in terms of the trends around the world, how does this look like for Africa? Uh, what kind of direction should we be taking together uh, as an association? Um, what interventions are needed in terms of supporting uh, visitor attractions so that um, we truly become the authentic African attractions that we, we can be? Um, you know, there's a, there's a lot that is different uh, between Africa and other parts of the world. You know, um, uh, our, our rich her cultural heritage, for example, is something that I embrace, that I would love for, for uh, our attractions to embrace because it's what makes us unique uh, in the world. Um, you know, but at the same time, it's important to adapt to, um, you know, trends and what is what works currently the different generations uh, will consume and experience attractions and experiences in a different way you know so technology becomes important in how you package your experience um and uh and being innovative and open-minded and and being willing to learn um at the same time so um so yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's interesting to be in this continent um, at this time because even those barriers that we are talking about, they are opportunities, and um, the moment they are addressed, I think it's going to be really really exciting, and it's lovely to to see a lot of um, uh, African organizations and bodies uh, working towards these continental free trade zones. There is a movement right now towards those. And I can tell you, uh, the visitor attraction industry is going to change for the better uh, in Africa as well. I would love to keep going just on on this, you know, uh, just in, in this conversation right here. When we were speaking with uh, Peter Vanderschans, you know, a couple of weeks ago, uh, you know, he was kind of giving us sort of an overview of, of the EMEA region in the attractions industry and that Europe is very mature, right? Some of the oldest parks in the world are hundreds of years old. The Middle East has seen rapid growth in the last 10 to 15 years or so. Uh, you know, he talked about Africa really being kind of on the on the cusp of, you know, of what's next. So I'm curious as far as looking into the future, you know, 10 years from now, what what do you envision the industry looking like in Africa? Wow, I think, um, yeah, it's going to be um, uh, quite different, I believe, uh, from where we are right now. Um, you know, if we're talking about uh, making Africa a, a free trade zone um, and you lift up all these barriers between the, the different countries, it means that, you know, um, there is even more opportunities to collaborate, uh, to work together. Um, you know, the different countries of Africa have different I think they're at different stages when it comes to tourism. You know, South Africa is at, I think South Africa and your Egypt and maybe Kenya, uh, they are more matured in terms of tourism than, 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 than other, you know, than many other countries. Um, and then you find emerging countries in terms of tourism, like your Seychelles, um, you know, your Rwanda, that, that free trade area that I was talking about earlier, um, they really are emerging. And uh, I think we're going to see a lot more of the emerging type of um, um, of uh, uh, attractions um, uh, in the next five to 10 years. And, um, and I think it's going to be something 
truly unique and and something that adds to the whole visitor attractions industry in the world. You know, I'm curious if we can we can dive a little deeper into, you know, how attractions operate in in Africa and certainly there's there's going to be vast differences depending maybe on where they are or the type of attraction, but you know, a lot of times over here in the states we talk about um, you know, challenges with finding team members and we talk about, you know, supply chain things and that type of thing. So, I'm curious just from a from a uh, a global perspective, do you see those same sorts of challenges on the ground with visitor attractions in Africa in terms of, you know, finding staff and motivating them and, and those type of things uh, that we're seeing here in other parts of the world? Oh, yes, we are, definitely. Um, these are some of the actually topics that you're just highlighting as examples there, uh, topics that we've covered in our annual conference, for example, um, just human capital, you know, uh, the type of people that you need in terms of, um, you know, uh, bringing the kind of visitor experience on the ground that you that you are looking for uh, in your attraction. Um, you know, there's a, a, a very, uh, uh, you know, topics that we've covered that are actually relevant for um, uh, the, the, you know, the the type of attractions that we want uh, to see um, uh, uh, in in Africa. So yeah, we are seeing exactly the same, um, and uh, it it will be interesting to to just engage the different types of attractions throughout Africa because some of them are you know. Some some of the areas and, and, and spaces, although I may have heard of the attraction, but I've never been there. So it will be interesting to understand how they are managing and, and uh, you know, they are managing their attractions and um, and to also be able to share how we've done it, what we've learned. Uh, there's a lot we've learned, by the way, um, uh, uh, from uh, IAPA. There's, for example, a, something I shared on uh, a topic that said, uh, what are the five numbers if you are an attractions manager that you need to keep top of your mind? Um, that's something that I learned through IAPA and um, it worked for me uh, at Ushaka Marine World. I'm using it here in the museum at Downtown Music Hub. So um, so it's, it's, it's fantastic to, to really get to, um, uh, uh, to to, to understand what really resonates um, and is common among us as tourism um, uh, or visitor attractions. Sustainability is a big uh, trend um, within Africa, because as you can imagine, you know, if we're saying uh, the definition of an attraction is a man-made or, or, or or natural, there's a lot of natural um, uh, uh, attractions in Africa. Uh, yes, there's a lot of man-made as well, um, and both, uh, all of them have a role to play. And so, um, yeah, uh, and so, uh, you know, emerging trends such as sustainability, um, uh, we are seeing that into the future as quite important and will be quite relevant. What about you? So we talked about uh, you know developing talent. You talk about the the human capital. Curious as far as uh, if the association has has a program for developing young professionals and young leaders to make sure that uh, you know that that the future leaders of of the industry that 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 topic or that conversation is you know happening now to develop and and grow uh, and, and gain even further interest. Not even just being a guest and, and visiting these attractions, but also really joining and, and finding a career in the industry as well. 
So um, we've, uh, through IAPA, we've done a uh, attractions management course where people were certified uh, after attending that course. And uh, actually we've done it maybe once um, that I'm aware of ever since I joined to serve. Um, and we are now uh, having a great opportunity to amplify that um, because both um, uh, Avia and IAPA EMA through Peter and the team there, um, we are now working together to say, how do we increase um, the membership within Africa? How do we work together and partner so that we enrich um, and support the growth and development of visitor attractions. That is exciting to look forward to. We've been talking about that uh, with Peter. And uh, uh, before end of this year, leading up to next year, when we're going to have our next conference, we are going to do a roadshow together um, uh, and uh, and just engage all these different attractions. And I tell you, I think it's we're going to find some amazing things and I'm just uh, looking forward to that. So yeah, developing talent is um, is something that that is part and parcel of what Avia does. Um, it's important that we professionalize the industry, and you can really do that very well if your if the people um, uh, you know behind uh, the professionals are really equipped with expertise with knowledge. Um, so that they then make the right decisions and we are able to grow the sector and, and make it even more impactful. So that roadshow sounds like something fun that Josh and I should join you on. <laughs> that would be awesome. We'll be there. Yeah, most welcome. <laughs> Uh, so one of the other things I'm curious about is just speaking about the association, um, you know, when you think about IAPA, not to compare them all the time, but IAPA over here in the States and, and globally has been around for a long time. And Avia is very um, young in that in that um, in, in the comparison. So I'm curious from your standpoint, taking over now as president. Where do you see the association itself growing? I know we've talked a lot about the connections with different attractions and, and how that can uh, really bring the continent together, but just in terms of your vision for the association itself and where that has opportunity to grow. Well, where, where we come from as an association really is that we've been volunteers um, and we haven't really had you know an office, so to speak, um, although uh, we, you know, Sabina, uh, who is my predecessor, who is still on the board, by the way, of Avia, but serves on the governance committee of IAPA, I think, um, as a chairperson of that committee. Um, we've been able to, uh, to do quite a lot by just getting volunteers um, to organize this annual conference, etc. But it was, and that was um, uh, from 2014 when the annual conference started. Um, Avia became an association only in 2018, which is not long from, from where we're at right now. And so um, and so now becoming an, an association had a, you know, a, a, a different type of um, uh, uh, responsibility towards our constituency. And so, um, and it was the constituency that said, yes, please, let's form an association. Um, let's make sure that uh, our voice count. In fact, the new vision of Avia says we are Africa's voice for visitor experiences and attractions. And, um, and with that, um, it's, you know, 
it, it then enables us now, actually, in this particular transition period, um, to work even more and better with um, IAPA EMA in terms of, um, you know, the market research that we've been able to do over the years and being able to benchmark um, our different attractions and be able to provide intelligence or insights to our um, constituency and uh, to just help them make you know decisions and support them uh, make the right decisions that they want in, to in terms of growth and development of their attractions. Um, we also looking forward to you know, to working with IAPA um, within the region in terms of um, just spreading our wings and making sure that uh, we we increase the reach of Avia and IAPA throughout the continent to places that we have not ever been in, um, and 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 just um, be able to support the work that they do, and um, and I'm really looking forward to that. I think there's a lot of scope. Um, as you've correctly said that, uh, you know, Avia is still very new um, and uh, there's a lot that that, uh, uh, that we are looking forward to working together with IAPA um, in terms of strengthening this industry, building the resilience um, so that it is ready for, uh, you know, the, the dynamics, uh, the trends that are coming in the future as well, while at the same time embracing what is uniquely from Africa. Excellent. Well, Pupe, we have a couple minutes left here. Uh, we would love to know before we wind this down, what advice do you have for aspiring attractions executives? Very nice. Very good question. Um, so my advice is um, to, you know, for attractions professionals, um, uh, while they are growing um, and uh, learning about this industry, to remain passionate, to remain hungry and curious. Um, I've, I've seen, you know, how I got involved with Avia uh, had nothing to do with my job at Ushaga Marine World. It's because I showed an interest personally and um, and was inspired by people like Sabina Lehman, uh, the founder of Avia. And we connected because there was just such a, a strong, um, you know, passion together and with all the other board members. So it's up to the person to actually um, you know, show the interest, be uh, passionate, be willing to learn. I think that's a, an important one because um, the attractions industry is ever-changing. It's so important to keep up with the trends and to, to be a learner, you know, to have that um, uh, attitude of um, loving to just, um, you know, grow your skill set, grow your expertise, grow your knowledge, um, I'm still a learner today, you know, as I said, I'm excited about just getting to know uh, more about the African visitor attractions and worldwide, actually. Um, uh, but just to start here where I am is, is on its own, just really excited, excited about that. And it's so important to also find mentors. Um, to find somebody that can sponsor you, that can support you, that can help guide your own um, thinking and your um, uh, your goals, etc. Because sometimes you might think, mm, I wonder if this is possible. Maybe I'm just crazy. But actually, and then sometimes you decide, no, you're not crazy. Um, you know, we, you know, the, yeah. So it just helps to have somebody who's more matured, wiser, been that, done that, who who can um, uh, inspire you. And I think um, for 
you know, for a message from our side um, here on the continent, the, the, the whole topic around sustainability is going to be a big one going forward into the future. And so um, I think it's so important to learn more about that. Um, you know, attractions are like the Okavango, um, uh, on, you know, a Delta, like your uh, great migration of um, wild animals between the Serengeti and the Maasai Mara. There's a lot of um, topics within um, the visitor attractions that one can can learn more and more and more about. There are organizations uh, that we are partnering with at uh, you know at all levels. Um, you know that uh, talk to visitor attractions, and so it's so important to be willing to partner with others. So that sometimes you don't need to reinvent the wheel, but with partnership you can be innovative. You can find um, you know that you make an even bigger impact together rather than you alone or, or separate in a silo. So I look forward to um, uh, to growing up a you know professionals into the future that remain uh, relevant for attractions in terms of um, uh, uh, their their passion um, but at the same time also um, you know embracing what is unique in terms of what they bring um, uh, to the table. So yeah, um, yeah, that's what I would encourage. Yeah, such great advice. I think the balance of, you know, continuing your passion and being curious and putting yourself out there, but also finding guidance and mentors that can help you uh, really grow your your um, your career. So thank you so much for your time today. This has been such a fascinating conversation. If people wanted to learn more about you, to get in touch with you, to learn more about Downtown Music Hub or Avia, where would you send them? So um, to get to know more about Downtown Music Hub, we have our website, uh, www.dtmh, that, that stands for downtownmusichub.co.za. And we are on all social media platforms. And also to get in touch with Avia, even to become a member of Avia, or just wanting to know uh, more about this association, um, you can also visit um, our website, uh, www.avia.org.za. And uh, we are on all social media platforms. You may also contact us by just, um, you know, emailing us at info at avia.org.za. Excellent. And Pumi, this has been such a fascinating conversation. I feel like I, I, I learned so much and we're just so grateful for the opportunity to be able to speak with you today. So thank you uh, again for, uh, for joining us here. It's just been so wonderful. And for everyone out there who's watching and listening, just remember, we are all Attraction Pros. Thanks for listening to the Attraction Pros podcast. Make sure to subscribe so you can tune in when new episodes release. And even better, please leave us a review on iTunes. For more information, visit attractionpros.com.